You're listening to Talking Law, the podcast where business owners just like you discover how to avoid legal landmines and build value using smart legal tips. Join your host, Joanna Oki, as she cuts through the legal jargon and gives you clear and simple actionable legal strategies, which will get you optimal business results. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to Talking Law. Today, we are talking about recent cases in the unfair contracts legislation. Now, we have had a number of podcast episodes before where we've talked about the unfair contracts legislation and what it means. So if you want to check out the show notes for this podcast, go to www.talkinglaw.com.au and find today's episode. And there we'll have some links back to episodes we've had in the past where we talk in detail about what the unfair contracts legislation is and who it applies to. But today we'll give a little quick recap on it, but mostly we want to talk about some actual cases that are before the courts now in order to give you a flavour for what is actually going on in a practical sense in relation to this unfair contracts legislation now that it's actually hitting the courts. In order to do this, I've brought back the fabulous Elizabeth Lee from Aspect Legal, who heads up our commercial and acquisitions division. Hi, Liz. Welcome back. Thanks, Joanna. Thank you for having me. Great. So what are the cases that we're talking about today, Liz? In September, the ACCC commenced two proceedings. The first one is against JJ Richards and Sons, a waste management company uh-huh. that uses standard forms with its uh, small business customers. Right. Okay. And the other one is a public listed company, ServCorp, that provides service and virtual office space to small businesses. Great. Okay. All right. And it's interesting that we've got two cases that have been brought in September. So it's obviously a busy month for the ACCC in September in bringing these first couple of cases under the unfair contracts legislation. So maybe just a quick recap in relation to what the unfair contracts legislation relates to. And for our listeners who haven't heard about this legislation in the past, this is new legislation that came into effect in November 2016. So we still call it fairly new from a legal perspective. So Liz, who does this legislation apply to? It applies to business-to-business contracts and where one of the businesses is uh, categorised as a small business. And to qualify as a small business, you have less than people, 20 people in in your headcount, and the upfront price for the contract is either less than $300,000 or if the contract runs for more than a year, up to a million dollars in value. Okay, great. And so here we're talking about contracts that are standard form contracts. So contracts where one party hasn't had a reasonable opportunity to negotiate the term. So that's something, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later on, because I think that's a really important point. Some people think of this unfair contracts legislation as relating only to standard form terms, but it can also apply where a Word document, for example, has been sent between the parties, but where there is no real genuine opportunity for a party to negotiate the main component of those terms. And we're talking here where where one of the parties is a small business, i.e. they employ less than 20 people. And we have a 
contract value cap here of either $300,000 or if the contract runs for more than a year up to a million dollars. Okay, great. So maybe let's kick it off by talking about the enforcement proceedings that have been brought against JJ Richards and Sons. As you said, they're a waste management company. And it's interesting because I can really see that this waste management industry, certainly in the past, was rife with standard form contracts that contained really onerous provisions for the businesses that were signing them, particularly things like these automatic rollover clauses, which was a regular type of clause that appears or used to appear prior to this legislation in waste management contracts. Essentially, those rollover clauses say that when the contract comes to the end of the initial term, it will automatically renew for a new term unless the customer does something to stop it from renewing. Yes, correct. And and in that scenario, the customer only realistically has one opportunity to terminate in each 12-month period. Mm. It's not just that it automatically renews, but in order to prevent it from renewing, you've got to give notice within a certain period of time and that, that the effective termination date has to coincide with when that automatic renewal period ends. Yeah, right. So it's really once a year that you can terminate. So what we're saying here is it can it's quite logistically difficult for businesses in picking up these termination dates because they have to understand the clause, they have to then diarise the termination period so they they ensure that they do the right things to ensure that they've terminated yes. on time. And also operationally, they've organised for someone else to step in when this contract terminates. So it's a lot of logistics involved and, and the timing has got to be perfectly you know synchronised. Absolutely. One time in the year. And we've seen, you know, we've seen this play out again and again in customers that have come to us with issues with rollover clauses, like, for example, in these waste management company agreements where they have just simply missed the rollover date and now they're captured again in this contract for a whole new term where, for example, they might be able to get a much better deal if they were going out to get a new supplier, but they're um, stuck in this contract. Okay, so Liz, can you please give us a bit of an overview then of what the ACCC is alleging in relation to this waste management company, JJ Richards and Sons, in relation to what's unfair? There's a range of clauses that the ACCC is alleged to be unfair. First is the automatic renewal clause. Then there's also the ability to unilaterally increase price prices during the term. So that's interesting, isn't it? I'd certainly agree that a unilateral right, so when we say that we mean one party, in this case JJ Richards, and not the other party, has the right to modify the terms. And in this case, JJ Richards are saying that they have the right to increase prices, but the other party doesn't have the ability to stop that increase in price, for example. Yes, correct. I mean, there's actually a provision in the unfair contract legislation which says that the fact that a party cannot claim that the price is unfair, so that that is not an unfair term that you can allege. However, the fact that one party can unilaterally increase the price, that is unfair. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I think that's a really good point. There's also a whole heap of sort of limited liability limiting provisions in the contract that the ACCC says is unfair. So, you know, where there's a clause to the effect that JJ Richards has no liability if it 
failed to provide the services, if it breached its obligation to provide the services. This is fairly common in a lot of standard form contracts where businesses attempt to um, be absolved of liability and exclude liability completely. This is now being seen as, as an unfair provision because what is the customer getting if it, the customer is not getting some assurance that it will be obtaining the services that it has bargained for without the service provider excluding its obligation? Mm. Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because when we look at these clauses on their own, you know, and shine a light on them, it seems obvious that they seem unfair. However, many thousands of businesses are out there signing these contracts without realising what these terms actually mean. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's great that we have the light shone on clauses like this at points so that businesses stop and step back and and take perhaps a bit more time to consider what it is in these contracts that they are signing. Yes. Because, of course, we don't know what the courts will decide out of this case with JJ Richards and Sons yet. It's just an action brought by the ACCC. But it's certainly a warning for all businesses that have these types of extensive liability protection clauses in Mm. their agreements that, you know, they really need to be reviewing them because the ACCC is taking action. Yes. So, so for example, one of the clauses alleged to be unfair is that if small businesses fail to pay their accounts within seven days, JJ Richards would suspend the services. But on the other hand, the company still has the obligation to continue to pay the fees. Mm. So, it's going to be interesting how the court will view such a clause because on the one hand, if a service provider is providing a service and the customer is not paying on time, you know, that that service provider should have the ability to sanction, to, to impose certain sanctions such as suspension of services. Otherwise, it could be subject to abuse, mm. you know, by customers. Mm. Customers won't pay and, and yet can still expect continuity of service. I mean, is, is that fair on the service provider? So so I, I think it would be interesting to see where the court lands on decisions on court clauses like that. And, you know, it will have ramifications for many organisations in terms of how they deal with these sorts of clauses, you know, perhaps. So we'll certainly be watching closely the um, response to the courts in relation to some of these other sorts of clauses. Yes. What else did the ACCC take issue with in JJ Richards' clauses? So there were exclusivity rights that JJ Richards imposed. Small businesses couldn't obtain waste management services from another provider. So that's now being tested. Wow. There's also an unlimited indemnity for loss in favour of JJ Richards in relation to the contract, even though the small, even if the small business didn't cause the loss. JJ Richards. So that's probably taken the, the, the concept too far in favour of JJ Richards. I think some clauses you can see that the risk and liability has been sort of drawn too much in favour of, of the one party. Mm. So, mm. so those sort of one-sided indemnity clauses that they're being scrutinised. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting because, you know, if, if you say to anyone, okay, I want you to give me unlimited liability where I'm providing the services, but you're 
you're providing unlimited protection to me in case something goes wrong. You know, everyone Mm. would say, well, there's no way I'm not signing that. Yes, that's right. That's right. The reality is businesses do because they don't understand, you know, these indemnity clauses often look so complicated on the surface, you know, and people just don't understand what they're signing. I think that's the issue at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And, and and the last provision that ACCC took issue with relates to the ability by the small business to terminate the contract. There was a provision in there which said that the small business couldn't terminate the contract if it owed any money to JJ Richards. So, you know, the ACCC took issue with that type of clause. Mm, okay. All right. Well, look, this is fascinating. There's so many clauses here, obviously, that the ACCC has picked up on. And, and clearly, some of these clauses seem fairly obviously unfair, but it will be interesting to see how the court deals with it. So we'll follow that along and certainly report back on it. But maybe now we should talk a little bit about the, the second proceedings that were commenced recently in September against Surfcourse. So what did the ACCC say uh, about in these proceedings about Servcor's contract? Yeah, so very similar to JJ Richards. Um, there was an automatic renewal clause. There was a unilateral right to increase the contract price. You can start to see a pattern. Yeah. You know, the Servcor could unilaterally terminate the contract and impose penalty type, you know, consequences on the small business if, if Servcor was to terminate the contract, and I assume it was terminating for breach, but but still, you know, uh, the the ACCC did take issue with the fact that there was a penalty type provision. Mm. And just for our listeners who don't know, but penalty clauses are void under the law, so you, you're not allowed to have a clause in a contract that operates as a penalty. So um, sometimes those sorts of clauses are clauses which impose excessive fees. Um, that relate to a breach, for example. Mm. So that may Mm -hmm. be deemed to be um, a penalty clause that should be void. Yeah. And again, you know, Servcorp's liability under the contract, very limited. Again, you know, if Servcorp's providing a service, why, why isn't it taking on the risk? Should it provide poor service or fail to provide the service that it promised you know mm-hmm. again that that's that's a common theme that, that the ACCC is focused on and in that case there were a number of unilateral provisions that favoured serve court that uh, the court thought was unfair. Okay all right well look this is very interesting I guess for our listeners who don't know who serve court is in in order to help this make a little bit more sense for you serve court supplies serviced office space and virtual office services so by name the businesses that they deal with are often small businesses and businesses who perhaps don't have access to legal advice that larger businesses or more established businesses have. So I think it's great that the ACCC is shining a light on these types of contracts where businesses may be just signing these contracts without taking advantage of you know using legal advice to help them understand what it is that they're signing at the time that they're signing it. Yes. Maybe we should talk about what the ACCC is seeking out of all of this. What are they asking the courts to say? So besides the declarations that these terms are unfair, the consequence of which is that these terms will be void if the ACCC succeeds, Mm -hmm. meaning that they won't have any force or effect in in the contract. Besides that, the ACCC is also seeking injunctions, you know, so injunctions against the companies from entering into similar standard form contracts with these future 
customers. The ACCC is also seeking publication orders. I don't know, you know, corrective advertising. It might be apologies. I'm not sure what it is. Mm. And, and also ACCC can, can seek compliance orders against the company. So companies to to engage in certain set of conduct in order to to um, remedy. And obviously it's not cheap for an organisation to defend itself, you know, against an action by the ACCC. So obviously there's all of that at play as, as well. So I guess for our listeners, there's two elements that you should be really thinking clearly about. Now, if you are a small business, are there contracts that you are signing that have clauses in them that really would be deemed to be unfair? And is there something, have you entered into a contract with an organisation who is trying to enforce a clause that is actually unfair? So maybe you've got some rights now to resist the application of those clauses by way of this new legislation. And on the flip side, if you deal with any businesses that might be deemed to be small business, do you have elements of your contract with them that might be deemed under this legislation to be unfair itself. And Liz, I know the ACCC has highlighted a number of industries that they are actually targeting in this area. Maybe we can talk about some of those industries just so that businesses can be aware of, in particular, sorts of contracts that might often have these unfair terms. Although it can happen in any industry at all, but these are just some examples of what the ACCC is particularly looking at or focusing on at the moment? Yeah, so the ACCC has uh, come out and said that they will be focusing on the advertising services industry, the telecommunications providers industry, retail leasing industry. And I think that Corp is, well, it's not exactly retail leasing. It it is in the leasing space. and, And I think that Um, Just as a general comment, you know, the leasing space is rife with Mm. very one-sided contracts in favour of landlords. So I think that there will be a big change in leasing documentation that we will see over the year, over the coming years, depending on how strongly the ACCC enforces against those people in that industry. Um, It it said that it would target the waste management industry, and it has now against JJ Richards. That's just the test case. Franchising industry, again, that's another area very similar to leasing where it's very one-sided in favour of franchisor. This is going to be, uh, there'll be some movements there, I think, with with the the agreements that, that are being entered into. Absolutely. Independent. Yeah, independent contractors. Um, again, you know, it, it typically in, in the independent contracting space, independent contractors tend to be asked to take on a lot of risk and liability. And I think that there's going to be a shift shift in the risk profile there for independent contractors. Um, and lastly, in the agricultural industry, probably to there's a big imbalance of power between farmers and large businesses, you know, mm. such as your, your Woolies and your Coles. Mm, absolutely. Okay, well, look, that's a really useful list. And I think it's a really good discussion today because, as I said in the past, we've talked about the unfair contracts legislation and the focus. But, you know, 
it really brings it home once we have some cases that we talk about and once the ACCC has started to get active in using the legislation against organisations that haven't taken the time to go and review their terms and get them ship shape following commencement of the legislation. So just as a recap, today we talked about recent cases that relate to the unfair contracts legislation. If you'd like more information about this topic, head over to our website at talkinglaw.com.au for a free download of the transcript of this episode if you'd like to read through it in more detail. There you'll also find details of how to contact our lawyers at Aspect Legal, like Liz, if you'd like help with any of the items we covered today. And certainly, if you haven't had your terms and conditions reviewed since the commencement of the new unfair contracts legislation, now is the time, absolutely, to get your house in order. And if you are signing terms with other organisations and you're concerned that there might be provisions that are unfair, then, you know, get legal advice. Make sure you understand what you're signing before you sign it. Because as Liz and I spoke about today, often some of these clauses that organisations sign are amazingly one-sided, but organisations just often don't realise if they don't see these agreements often enough. They just don't understand how one-sided the agreements are that they're being asked to um, sign. Thank you, Liz. That was awesome. Okay, cool. And if you're an owner or manager of a business, you might also be interested in Aspect Legal's innovative Legal on Tap membership, which is the first of its kind in Australia. This membership provides a business with access to a team of lawyers to answer questions as they come up in the business, access resources to help build the foundations of the business to avoid risk, and also provides a range of other ways to help with growth of the business. All of this for a ridiculously low monthly price. So if you want to have a lawyer on tap for your business, check out our website at aspectlegal.com.au. And that ends our episode today on the latest action by the ACCC in relation to unfair contracts. I hope you found it useful and are able to take action items to implement in your organisation today. So thank you. Once again, you've been listening to Joanna Oki and Liz Lee on Talking Law. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Talking Law. Tune in next time for more smart legal tips and tricks to keep you clear of those legal landmines. If you want to get a download of today's show notes, head over to talkinglaw.com.au. Information in this podcast is general in nature, not legal advice. If you want advice for your business, visit talkinglaw.com.au. Thank you.